Hi, Manny Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is another episode in our series entitled Operation Evolve. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about the, the buyer agency agreement, effective date 2024. The 2024 buyer agency agreement will be a single agreement. You will not have an option between one document that's for an exclusive buyer agency relationship and another document that's for a non-exclusive. There will be one buyer agency agreement, effective 2024. And that one buyer agency agreement will have a checkbox for exclusive or non-exclusive relationships. Set that aside for a moment, we will get there. But, but if you're looking at the buyer agency agreement and moving your way through the form, I want to work through some of the provisions you're going to come to. In the preamble, before you even get to the first paragraph, you and the buyer are going to define the area. The area is the area in which you will be showing properties to the buyer for them to purchase and creating a geographical boundary around their obligation to compensate you. So that if during the term of the purchase and sale agreement, they buy property in the geographical area, depending on whether it's an exclusive or a non-exclusive relationship, they may owe you compensation. Moving down from there, you encounter a term provision, the length of the buyer agency agreement, which is 60 days by default, but you and the buyer can agree to any term, any length of term that you want. It's just 60 days by default. And then moving down through the buyer agency agreement, you will encounter this paragraph that asks you and the buyer to agree whether it will be an exclusive or a non-exclusive relationship. Now, prior to 2024, nobody would think about entering, well, not very often would you think about entering a non-exclusive buyer agency agreement. It is my suspicion that with the revised agency law, many more brokers after January 1st, 2024, will in fact enter a non-exclusive agency agreement with a buyer. Why? Because you are required to have a brokerage services agreement with your buyer and you are required to enter that brokerage services agreement as soon as reasonably practical after the delivery of brokerage services. And you might ask yourself, how am I going to have that agreement signed before I've even really had a chance to get to know the buyer, because the definition of as soon as reasonably practical means that you're going to have this brokerage services agreement signed probably before you show them houses the first time. And if that's the case, how do you know you're even going to like working with them? And how do they know whether they're going to like working with you? And here is where we discuss the difference between exclusive and non-exclusive. A non-exclusive agency agreement means they could be working with other buyer brokers and you will earn compensation only if you write the offer for the, for the property they end up purchasing and identify yourself in the agency disclosure provision as the buyer's agent. Only then will you have earned compensation in a non-exclusive arrangement. If you have an exclusive agency agreement and they buy property in the area during the term of the agreement, you're entitled to compensation. That's an exclusive agreement. So why, you might ask yourself, would I ever enter a non-exclusive agreement? 
because brokers, you are required to enter this agreement as soon as reasonably practical after you first provide real estate brokerage services, which means you are going to be signing this agreement, necessarily signing this agreement before you and the buyer have a good comfort level with each other. To put it in different terms, you and the buyer might still just be dating. You might just be trying to figure out whether or not you really like being together. Do I want to spend time showing you houses? Do you even have the financial wherewithal to purchase real estate? We have to figure this out about each other moving forward, but, but our relationship has to begin with the brokerage services agreement being signed. And so if we are still in a dating mindset, we're not yet ready to move to a committed relationship, then our relationship will be non-exclusive rather than exclusive. And when we've spent enough time together that we feel like we are ready to move to a committed relationship, buyer, I, am, I want to work with you to help you solve your home buying needs. And broker, you are the person I want to work with to get across the finish line of buying a new home. When, when you're ready to make that commitment to each other, then you use an amendment to the buyer agency agreement, a form that's only available in 20, beginning in 2024, but you amend your buyer agency agreement to evolve from an, a non-exclusive relationship to an exclusive relationship. And then looking further down in the buyer agency agreement, you enter, you encounter the compensation provision. And brokers, this is where you will identify the amount of compensation that you will earn when you have fulfilled the buyer agency agreement by assisting the buyer in finding the property that they want to purchase. You identify the amount of compensation that you and the buyer negotiate to agree upon. That gets entered in that paragraph. And then below that, the boilerplate language explains in the first paragraph that if seller is offering compensation in the same amount that buyer is obligated to pay you, then buyer agrees through that boilerplate language to mark the box pay as offered on the face of the form 21 or the purchase and sale agreement, accepting the compensation that seller has offered to pay the buyer broker and compensation issues are resolved. If the seller has offered more compensation than the buyer is obligated to pay you, that second boilerplate paragraph talks about what happens then. And you and the buyer can agree that the extra compensation will either go to your firm, it will go for the benefit of the buyer, or it will go back to the seller. And you'll have to discuss with your buyer the significance of each of those and why any of those might come into play, and then pick the one that works in your relationship. And then the third boilerplate paragraph uh, talks about what happens if the seller doesn't offer sufficient compensation to pay the the compensation obligation that your buyer has. What then? That language says two things that are important. Well, everything it says is important. Two things I want to talk about. It says buyer has to make up the difference at the closing table. Or buyer will instruct you to go get the difference from the seller, to go negotiate with the seller, to have the seller make up the difference in the compensation. And what's critical uh, for your buyer to understand with respect to that portion of the paragraph is that they will always be control of the outcome in this scenario. So if they send you off to the seller to negotiate for increased compensation and you can't 
get the seller to pay the extra amount, buyer, that will come back to you in the form of a counteroffer that you are not required to accept. So said differently, buyer, you'll never lose control of this issue. You will never find yourself already obligated to a purchase and sale agreement where you have to bring compensation to the table to pay me without intentionally getting yourself there. You will always be in control of that outcome. There is some additional information in the buyer agency agreement. Um, what's left in the buyer agency agreement is mostly boilerplate. I'm happy to answer any questions for you about the remainder of the buyer agency agreement or anything else we've already talked about with respect to the buyer agency agreement. If you have questions for me, please visit warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member. 